Hello everyone and welcome back to episode 13 of the Fraser Oliver podcast. Now today's guest is one of my trusted uh, mods over on Twitch, uh, someone that I've met entirely through Twitch, but now I'd say we're pretty good friends, wouldn't you say? It's Will Will Kennedy, Wilco137. Yeah, I, I, w- I wouldn't say we're friends, I'd say oh, okay. we, we know each other. Well thanks for listening to the podcast guys. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so yeah, we, we met through Twitch when I started sort of back about a month ago. You, because I, I was in John's streams a lot and, and Robbie's, and sort of saw you in there, and then you came over to mine, and then somehow you ended up with, with a mod next to him. I don't know, <laughs> not sure how or I when think, that happened, but it, it just sort of happened. I think it was because I was just in your chat, and you're like, Yeah, I'll, I'll just give him a mod. Like, <laughs> okay, cheers. Like, you probably need a couple of mods in here. And I was like, who wants to be a mod? And you're like, I'll be a mod. So I was like, okay. We'll make you yeah, a mod. I'm, I'm honoured. I'm honoured to, to mod the Fraser you're in, you're in quite the team of mods as well, to be honest. You're in a, quite the team. I'm like, amongst royalty. I'm, I'm really... Literally I'm royalty in some, in some cases, yeah. literal royalty. Um, so, b- before we get into sort of the main body of the podcast, there's always a question. You're obviously an avid fan of the podcast, but like, I, I, I'd assume... Um, you, wait, you do a podcast? Oh, wait, what? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what, what did you think was going on it? <laughs> I, I thought we were just we were just having a, a Teams meeting, a Zoom a, meeting. A, a Teams, about the, the, the direction of my <laughs> Twitch channel. <Yeah. laughs> um, I, I like to do a little, like, icebreaker. And it's, it's, it's all about breakfast, because in my eyes, breakfast is, like, probably my favorite meal because it's you can have anything for breakfast like if you're creative yep. enough you can have anything for breakfast so what did you have for breakfast today and what would your like ideal breakfast be like if you could have any breakfast so i i changed things up this morning because when i was making breakfast i was quite aware of this question <laughs> okay you um, seem fancy no not even that <laughs> <laughs> so i usually have cocoa pops Okay. Every every morning, I'm I'm a child, and I have cocoa pops. Fair enough. Uh, this morning, I had. It's not any better. I had choco stars. Okay, I'd are... say that's worse than cocoa pops. To be honest, I think are... cocoa pops is more respectable than, than choco stars. Yeah. I, so I I bought them the other day. They were like the first gluten free cereal that I ever had. Right. And when when I was seven, it was like discovering just the, the mm. greatest cereal of all time so i them this morning this, they're okay they're not great <laughs> they, they don't sound like they'd be anything special choco <laughs> stars it's a... they're not cocoa pop that's for sure <laughs> um God. dream breakfast i'm gonna okay mackie's big breakfast they stopped doing them and I don't know why they stopped doing them because Mackey's Big Breakfast with the with like the sausage burger, mm. hash brown, the bacon, the average scrambled egg, just great. That that I I have good memories with a, a Mackey's Big Breakfast. It would it would be a fry up, but the one that I think is most enjoyable, mainly for the hash brown, mm. is a Mackey's Big Breakfast. Do you have never had a Mackey's breakfast? Never. I think the only thing I've had from Mackey's breakfast is like one hash brown, but I've n- I've never had like I've I've never had a proper Mackey's breakfast, and I'm not sure I ever will. 
to be honest. Did you did you like the hash brown that you had? I mean, it was a hash brown, wasn't it? <laughs> there, there was nothing that I went. This is a, a like a particularly great hash brown. It's, like, it's just a hash this brown. Is, this is blasphemy because <laughs> Mackie's hash browns are just the best hash browns. They're just hash they're, browns. They're no, no different to ones you get frozen at a shop and you cook yourself. I, I'm so close to hanging up. <laughs> Hash, Mackie's hash browns are the most unhealthy, beautiful thing in a whole wide world. I mean, I don't think they're very different to any other hash browns, but you know what? That that's just that's just my that's just my okay. opinion. I suppose you're the host. <laughs> I love that mug, by the way. Oh god, I realise I've got a mug that says my name on it. Oh no. <laughs> oh, I've got to hide the mug now. I can't. I've got to let my coffee go cold. I can't. I can't be seen on a podcast with <laughs> a mug. <laughs> With my name on it. Why have you got a mug with you? I think we can't just let that slide now. <laughs> um, I, I think didn't... on air on it as well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So... <laughs> oh, I don't. I don't come off well here. <laughs> so that. <laughs> so self-absorbed. You're drinking from a mug with your name on it. <laughs> so I used to do student radio, and um, my parents thought it would be funny for Christmas if they got me a, a mug that says on air with a microphone with my name below it. Little did they know, we weren't allowed drinks in the studio, let oh. alone coffee. So <laughs> the mug is useless. I should have... Any other mug. Any other mug. I have any other mug, but I choose the one with bloody name on it. <laughs> I, I might get one for the podcast. <laughs> get, get one with my name on it for the podcast. <laughs> Every episode I do, yes, there's a bit I'll of you there. You. I'll send you my mug. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'll just open a P.O. box and just get a, a mug from Will with his <laughs> name on it. It would be the greatest gift of all time. It, I'll it sign w- it. It would. Oh, that'd be worth And then I'll just keep it until you get like a... You'll get famous and I've got that mug. has his name on yeah, it. You, um, you'll be waiting a while. <laughs> <laughs> so you've sort of... You mentioned uh, student radio there. That, that sort of leads quite nicely into the first topic so I want to talk about sort of growing up like in school and college because that's the one thing I don't I know you're at uni now and we'll talk about that later but I don't yeah. know what you did pre-uni so what what were you like at school as sort of as a person <laughs> um to to can I swear on this oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah I was a wanker um, oh, okay <laughs> I, I I wasn't I wasn't like a like a full-on ass, mm. but I I don't know. I, I got. I was. I was quite quiet. I. I got on with um, with my work. Um, I, I wasn't disruptive, but around mates, you, you're at that age where you like. It's almost like you're trying to one up each other, like in what you're saying and what you're joking about. Um, yeah, I was just. I, I think I was just a, a regular kid. I think my friends were quite surprised uh, how I did like academically okay just because I, I wasn't like outwardly I've got to study I've got to study yeah but, um yeah um I mean my the way I did school will be slightly different to you that's okay. where I grew up in Leicester we had a weird school system so right. I went to three schools so um, did I yeah, but my, the split, um, I had primary, yeah. uh, reception to year six. They had high school, which was year seven to year nine. 
Right. And then I had um, what, what I guess secondary school. Yeah. Um, but it was to weirdly it was called the college. So okay. so I say I went to college, but I I didn't because but. I went to secondary school, which was GCSEs and A level. Right. Okay. That's yeah. That's really strange because because I went through schools, but I did. I had first school, which was reception to year three, and then primary was year four to year six, and then second school was year seven to year eleven. And I thought that, that was normal, but there are so many people that are like, well, no, I went to primary school from reception to year six. And then I went to secondary school for year seven to year 11. I thought, oh, I thought it was normal to go to three schools. But judging by I your face when I said that. that that's, I've, I've never heard that combo before. I, I, I think three is quite common for people to go to like a set six form hmm. college if they do A-levels. But we both have weird yeah. splits where you I, wouldn't. I think it works think. really well, though, because it, it meant sort of as I went through school the schools themselves got bigger and bigger so i started yeah, yeah, yeah. the first school and it was tiny and it, was like, it was like a village school like it was so small and then i went and i went to primary school which was slightly bigger and then secondary school which was like massive so i think that's the one thing that was really good you didn't just go from a really small school to an absolutely massive school which is which, which i think i think helped but yeah i thought that was normal but we both had very strange school system yeah I'd, I'd agree with you in terms of the actual buildings and stuff like the the older you got the the better you'd be with the bigger buildings because mm. you like primary school was your regular primary school size the high school was quite big and then the college was really big mm. um also i think in terms of the age groups i think the split i did was quite nice because now with the, the college is now uh seven to six form they changed right, it okay. as money um but the the kind of the age difference between a year seven yeah. and uh, like a year 13 is huge yeah so so i think it, it works actually quite nicely um but I, I can't imagine your split. No, it, it was very strange. It was very strange. Because you had... Because like from year, year five, or like year four onwards, I think it's where you start to make like proper friendships. And it was like, as yeah. you made them, you got to year six. And then it was like, people are going to all different secondary schools to year seven. So yeah, it was... I don't know if I would choose to do it that way. But I thought that, that's all I knew. So it was like, that seems like the normal way to do it. And it was only yeah. when I got to like secondary school and college where people were like, no, that's not how you do it. You've got primary school and then secondary school. And I was like, okay, okay. And <laughs> <laughs> I know someone who went to five schools and that's not because they like moved places. That was weird age group splits. I can't imagine being a kid and going to five, five schools. schools. Yeah. I, I can't even work out like, how, what years that would be. Um, I think... I'm pretty sure they did the split that you did. Right. Maybe, or something like that. And then they did, I'm pretty sure, seven to... It was either seven... I think it, I think it was seven to eight. And then nine to 11. And then a sixth form. That's so weird. Really odd. That's like very it. strange. So... 
So if you went to a school that was just GCSE and A-level based, yeah. I guess that leads quite nicely onto what GCSEs was it that you picked? Um, I did double science. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, your typical maths, maths English, English yeah. uh, basic PE, because they had to make us exercise. Yeah, yeah. Um, geography, DT graphic design. Okay. Uh, drama. I shouldn't have said mm. drama because that's what I do a degree in. <laughs> I was waiting uh, for that. I was like, you did do drama at GCSE, yeah. right? Yeah, I did. Um, and I can't remember if there was another one on top of it, but I did IT as well. I really wanted oh, okay. to do media studies. Mm. I really wanted to do media studies, but um, the, the course was so popular that they didn't have enough spaces, and I didn't right, get it. Okay. Um, which kind of completely dictated where I went with my education. Mm. Because if I did media studies, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't be studying drama right now. I'd be studying film. Oh, okay. So it's all those things that like are out of your control, but they sort of dictate where you go in life, I suppose. Yeah. So are you almost happy that happened or would you have rathered that you studied media? Um, I don't know, really. I'm, I'm really happy with... Because if, if I was studying media, I might not have ended up in... Um, hmm like the uni I am now, and I love this uni. Um, so I, I don't know. I think it, it will always be one of those things that, that makes me wonder how much would be different. Mm. Um, yeah. It's a shame because I really, I really enjoy the media side of things, mm. and that's kind of where, where I want to go career-wise. But, um, yes, yeah, I'll, I'll never know. No, it's weird. So in some parallel universe, you're you're studying media somewhere, I guess. Yeah. I, so, I, don't, I might be enjoying it, I might be hating it. You, who knows? You might have hated it, and this, this was the best way to go. Who, who knows? Yeah. So, yeah, you mentioned then that you're, you're now at uni. So, if, if you don't mind me asking, you don't mind saying on, on the podcast, where do you, where, what uni do you go to? Uh, I go to Winchester Uni. Oh, okay. Um... What, so what are you studying? You're studying, is it acting? Is it performing arts? What is the course? Uh, so it's, uh, I study drama. Right. Um, which is kind of, it's, it's a mix of a lot um, mm. because, because there are uh, musical theatre, performing arts, yeah. dance. There, there are different degrees. Um, I do both looking at an equal amount of theory and and practical and it's more different types of performance right, so in okay. last year second year um i did a course looking at digital performance and, and ways okay. that we can incorporate uh pre-recorded footage and and kind of live streaming mm. into performance so it's it's fun i i <laughs> As a career, I don't want to do drama. Oh, okay. Um, I, I, I used to want to be an actor, and then... I'm not lazy, but it just seemed like <laughs> a lot of effort. And um, I, I think I, I, endure, I enjoy doing, like, plays or, or stuff, mm. like, maybe as a hobby. Um, but I, I just never saw that as a, as a career... Um, but but yeah, it's it's a fun course. It's it's a diverse course. Yeah, and that's that's something that's always confused me. Is there's like so many different names for 
there's like because I did drama at GCSE, then I did performing arts at college, and I'm now going into attempt to study acting at uni. So it's like there's three different names there, but looking at the courses, they're all pretty much the same thing. So is when you did drama at GCSE and now doing drama at uni, is it similar stuff or is it still like vastly different? Um, so I did, I did uh, drama A level as well. Oh, okay. Um, it's it's quite similar. Some of the courses very similar to what I did in A level. Mm. Um, there is, <laughs> you still. I, I'm currently uh, in the process of of making and creating kind of the, the big pieces for my oh, okay. uh, end of uni assessments, and and you always. <laughs> there are always moments where you do something and, and plan something and then you look at each other and you're like it's a little yeah. bit GCSE it's a little yes. bit GCSE yeah, yeah. that that will be in your vocabulary forever Fraser oh, we were said that at college as well there's so many things that like you stood yeah. in a circle doing something you're like oh, this is like this is GCSE stuff we don't we don't want to be doing yeah. this yeah so, be... so sometimes it's like GCSE but you're paying nine grand for it <laughs> <laughs> um but no, it's it. Um, it feels like a. I mean, it obviously depends because there are so many different like exam boards for for GCSE and A level. Mm. But for what I was doing, it, it feels like a, an appropriate like forward step. Yeah. Um, first year was shit. First okay. year, the first year the the courses were were just crap. Um, but then in second year and third year, you got to choose what you were doing right. more. Um, and, and I got to, to do some some really enjoyable modules and I have some really, really good tutors as well. So I'm quite lucky in that respect. Yeah, it's so something that I'm really curious about as someone who hasn't been to uni yet is what is what is it like compared to sort of how it's sort of portrayed in, in the media? Is it? What, what what is it like being like at, uh, like away from home at uni? Assuming that you're you live away from home, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what what's that like? And sort of living with other people is that is it was it hard to get used to or it's it's mental. <laughs> it's uh, I I you. This is such a cliche sentence, but you you get from it what you put into it. Right. So okay. if especially during first year, because first year isn't about the education. It's mm. about finding your own feet, being able to shop for yourself, being able to plan mm. meals, being able to cook, all that, all those small skills that maybe you've dabbled in a little bit before, but you, you haven't. No one's had that extreme yeah. before. Um, and yeah, you're living with strangers and it's it's getting to know what kind of a person you are and getting mm. to know what kind of people you want to hang out with. Um, yeah, it's it's so good. And you will have both, you'll have good times and bad times, mm. but that's, that's just a, a course of life. Um, yeah, that's just, yeah. That's just like part of the course, I suppose. Yeah. Freshers is mental, and you get. Uh, <laughs> I we both know how each other drinks, um, <laughs> and um, and you'll enjoy freshers. <laughs> you'll enjoy freshers. Um, it's, no, it's 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 really good. I think um, 
best representation of uni I've probably seen is Fresh Meat. I've seen um, that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is not for what actually happens, but more for just like the the different people you'll come across mm. and the if you if you think about it and I kind of had this realization halfway through um first year with my house the concept of putting seven strangers who yeah. haven't moved away from home all together in the sh- in the same flat mm. and then just going there you are <laughs> live together yeah <laughs> That's mental. Yeah, just saying it like that, it sounds absolutely. It sounds like a TV. It sounds like Big Brother. Yeah. Like, yeah, just, just yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like okay, and you can feel like that. And if you, if you're someone who keeps quiet and stays in your your own room and likes your personal space, that's what you'll get out of it. And mm. I, I definitely did that at some point. So I do that a little bit more now. But I live with people who are also the same. Mm. Um, but if you're very outgoing uh, and enjoy going out you also get that from it yeah um, but yeah you just hopefully when you join uni when when you start uni mm. this covid shit will be over because covid yeah. ruined it for, for a lot of people um but yeah my advice is just go go in and just use it as a just discovery of the way the world works and you should enjoy it yeah and I, yeah that was a massive thing because i was i was meant to, planning to go last year um so I, yeah. yeah i finished college last year so i was like, oh, go this year and then when obviously covid started and it was like um you're not going to be doing it in person and it's it was like that first of all freshers is obviously something that you need to do yeah. in person virtual freshers it's just like I'm, I'm not that's not what i want and and the other thing was with the course that i'm doing which is the one, of course, we both do, or like similar industry, is you can't do that virtually. No, like, no. Acting virtually, it, it, it does not work. And we try, like the, the later end of uh, college for me, we were doing a, a musical and we had to end up doing it as a virtual show. And doing it, I was like, this, this cannot work for uni. I'm like, I, once I've left it, I'm not going to uni next. It's not happening. Yeah. So it's looking as if we're going to get back to normal for uni um, this year hopefully i'm 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 happy you made that choice because i feel for the freshers who joined mm. this year because they you know they there was freshers events that were just over like a zoom link like a Honestly. quiz it's like what 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 is the point that's but, not freshers like this is I and mean, this, this is gonna sound ironic considering what we're doing now but i find like back in the first like the main lockdown was like march I found Zoom calls the most awkward thing ever. Like doing like a yeah. quiz with people like when I was at college doing that sort of thing. Horrible. I hate, like, unless it's like one-to-one like with my podcast or even when you've got like an extra two people here, it's fine. But when you've got a class of like 20, 30 people, it's like, this is, you can't do a class like this. It's, and even doing quizzes, or like, this is not fun. And then there's connection issues. And it's... Yeah. Imagine doing that and all those issues but with strangers yeah like never met each other and just want to go outside like you don't want to be there and you can't pick up on a a big thing of meeting new people is picking up on like i don't know this is such a wanky word the vibes they like they give out like (laughs) the vibe (laughs) but when you meet someone 
like you could bounce off. Like I find doing podcasts so much easier if it's in person because you can bounce off the energy of the person who's in the room. Like if I yeah. if I say a joke now and you laugh, it's not going to feel the same as if you were in the same room and I say it. And that's just how humans are. Like humans have adapted to to like face to face communication. So yeah, I, I'm glad I've waited so fresh as can hopefully, unless it all kicks off again, which <laughs> wouldn't be surprised. Fingers crossed. Hopefully, Fingers crossed yeah. it doesn't. So you mentioned there's sort of you're not wanting to go into uh, acting or, or drama. What what are your sort of future plans regarding sort of careers? Then what is it you're you're really looking to to do? <sighs> I had. Again, if you'd have asked me two months ago, I'd, I'd have had a completely different answer. I've I've wanted to do everything and anything from uh, directing to okay. to acting to being a teacher to at one point in my life, I wanted to be a pastor uh, or preacher. Oh yeah, um, that's. But we, well, I'm sure we'll slightly get onto that. Yeah, there's a few topics I don't know how we're going to get onto, but. We definitely, we definitely will. Yeah. Um, right now, um, so thanks to COVID, mm. weirdly, um, and doing online uh, performance and stuff like that, I've I've been dabbling a lot more into kind of audio design and okay. uh, audio soundscaping, um, and I've I've found a real love for it, and I without hurting my own trumpet naturally i'm i'm decent at it right okay um i've i've i'd like to think that i've got quite a, a keen like ear out for the stuff so right now i'd i'd love to go into audio kind of design audio production a little bit like um someone who we both know momby yes Mombi does uh and i i no doubt we'll end up talking to him about and mm. what he's done in the direction but yeah I, right now that that's kind of where my passions lie but I'll, I'll see where the road takes me really yeah well obviously we mentioned when you couldn't do media at, at school and that sort of changed which way you go the things might happen like that again in the future i think undoubtedly things like that will will happen um yeah so is there any i know a lot of people when you say what do you want to do in the future a lot of people go oh i want to travel i want to see different cultures different places is that something that sort of on your bucket list per se or is it something that you're not you're not fussed about uh i've been quite lucky uh being like growing up that i've had experiences kind of in in other countries and okay. stuff. not not mental like I, I knew people who went to like cyprus every summer yeah like, not not that not that much but i i i have been quite fortunate i do traveling i i i'm not kind of the i don't i don't really have typical dreams of packing it all up and, and mm. going traveling like for for half a year yeah. um if i had the opportunity and the money to love it yeah uh, but it's not it's not saying i'm unnecessarily planning for um the only place that i i really want to go to and visit for quite a long time is australia right Just, okay i love australia um, I've never been, and I, I really want to go to like a music festival there or something. Yes, yeah, yeah. Right now, my priority is maybe uni's maybe boring, but my priority is just <laughs> getting a place like of my own, or mm. just moving out 
yeah. from home uh, and, and being able to just create that platform to do the things that I want to yeah. do. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of that's kind of main priority. How about you? Do you where do you want to well, travel to? It's weird because in lockdown, and it's weird that this has happened in lockdown, I found a new love for like weird places. Like I'll, okay. I'll just sit what binging YouTube videos of people traveling to like absurd places. And I'm like, I want to do that. And especially since starting my YouTube channel, I'm like, I could go there and I could just do a vlog on it. And I could go to these weird places and you can get, a, or you could before this, the, uh, the price is going to skyrocket, but you could have just got like a 20 quid ticket to Norway. Yeah. And it's like that, that the idea of that to me is, is like, couldn't, couldn't be more me like thinking, right, I'll book a ticket to Norway. I'll go to Norway for like, four days and I see and that yeah so that's something I'd love to do but obviously the, the prices are going to be skyrocketing after lockdown but hopefully yeah. once I've been to uni it might they, they'll hopefully have come back down and that's something I can do because that would be because I've been on holiday I've been quite fortunate with my family I've got mum dad and two brothers and we every summer ish like on and off we went to um Ibiza Mallorca sort of off um, sort of like one year it might be Mallorca, next will be Ibiza, and going back to the same hotels that we really like. Yeah. Um, we did stop it for a few years because we wanted to go to Disney, which we did, which was amazing. But every time we've been to those the, those, those Spanish islands, it's always been the touristy things. Like we've gone to there, and the only surrounding things are all touristy. But like yeah. I want to go to like mainland Spain and be like and look at the culture and not just because obviously they put out. In those like touristy areas, they put out what they want tourists to see. But if you yeah. go somewhere that it's more local, you're going to see the true sort of yeah what what that place is actually, which is something I would I'd love to do. Iceland is a place I'd love to go. My brother's been yeah. to Iceland, and it really annoys me because I'd love to go to Iceland. The one thing about Iceland is so my dad's been to Iceland quite a lot, um, mm. and the like the how expensive things are there it's mm. absolutely mental it's like nine quid for a pint God. it's just insane um yeah no I, I i've been quite lucky uh gr growing up we'd have a friend who who owned like a, a holiday house in mm. in france and uh, it, it, I've been to Paris before, and, and Paris is very different to <laughs> to France yeah. as a whole. Uh, and this place was a, a small coastal town called Chardonnay. Okay. And it it wasn't touristy at all, mm. and and you just got to experience just a lovely French village by yeah. the sea, um, which is is really peaceful and because you know the tourist areas have quite have some benefit to them because mm. you get to see sites that you wouldn't usually get to see yeah. and usually the the typical kind of english tourist in tourist areas though it will be like more suited to yeah to, like people will be more willing to speak english i, I guess that yeah I'm trying. I'm trying not dig myself in a hole that sounds like you go to a foreign country and you expect. Why are they speaking? Yeah. Why are they speaking their own language? <laughs> um, but like for the typical holiday goer, mm. like it's seen as potentially like easier. 
But yeah. I think I think it's really important to experience countries that in in places that aren't designed for tourists. Yeah, I, and I'd like to go to France because I've got a B in French, so I'd like to see how how well I could like hold a conversation. Mm, look at you go. I, I don't think I could hold a conversation, but I'd like to see it. I'd, I'd like to see how well I could I could hold a conversation with a a French person. I don't think it'd go well at all, to be honest. But you know what? I'd I'd give it a go. That's just um, tell me about one thing that um, people are quite surprised about when I talk about my GCSEs mm. is I, d- I didn't have to take a language. I um, didn't. A lot of, yeah, a lot, a lot of people do. Yeah, a lot of people uh, have to. I think if you didn't take a language, you had to take um, like either history or geography. Yeah, that's how it was with me. You had to choose yeah. like. I think it was called humanities. You had to choose one humanities subject and it was either history, geography, French or Spanish. And I was like, I'm not doing history or geography. So um, French yes, it was. Um, I, I, I was terrible at French just because I'd love to learn a language, but mm. just not in like the stress of an education setting. Yeah. Um, and there were so many, there were like speaking tests and that was the worst thing. So I was like, okay. Yeah. I, now, that's like the only moment where I was like, probably shouldn't have picked this. This is not, not ideal at all. Because you're like, you've got someone who's like the teacher's been doing French for the whole life, and and I had a friend. My French teacher was French. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, so if you got it wrong, she would go mental. And it's like, look, you're from there. You grew up there for thirty years. Don't. <laughs> you know, if I, there's things I could pick up that you're not saying like correctly in English, but I don't because I know it's not your first language. So <laughs> don't don't be horrible. <laughs> yeah no I'm, I'm happy i didn't do a language yeah no i i, I don't know it was weird because a lot of people did spanish but we had to do french from year seven anyway as like a, a a subject you had to do so i thought there's no point in doing like three years of french and then going i'm going to do two years of spanish for gtse so if i'm doing a language i'm going to continue with french because i've got three years of knowledge on that so that, yeah. that was some sort of logic behind that um this is where we get on sort of the difficult topics that it's going to get, it's going to get quite serious from here on, yeah, on in for a bit. So I want to sort of, not warn, but just say to anyone listening, um, this this is going to get sort of quite deep, quite serious stuff. So, it, yeah, if, if you if you're quite sensitive to those, so like, I don't know what topics. I don't know if you want to start because I think it'd be better for you to sort of not take the reins with this but sort of because I, I don't know what you're comfortable talking about so i i'd rather sort of you i'm i i'm comfortable talking about anything and everything really because i for me i i've always i've always been quite comfortable mm. and, and willing to talk because i feel like it's helpful for other people if there are other people listening who who kind of have have similar issues or, yeah. or similar feelings it's it's quite reassuring to know that other people feel that way um yeah. and and have gotten through it in, in a... yeah so i yeah i'm gonna let you so what, what do you want to talk about first i'm gonna let you um sort of lead lead the way with this yeah i, I i'll uh, mental health is a is a big thing for mm. for both you and me um and and being open about it it all it all starts for me when i was five um and uh my mum died from Mm. cancer when i was five which was really shit (laughs) yeah um 
and uh, I mean, pe- people who know me, you know me. I, I'm mm-hmm. I always as well joke about kind of yeah, yeah. stuff that's happened to me because because humor is is my main coping mechanism, really. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's the same for a lot of people. Is they find like a lot of big comedians, they yeah. they will make jokes about their own lives because that's what they know best, and it's a way to sort of deal with it, I suppose. Yeah, and people can't get offended because it's 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 your life. Yeah. As long as you're joking about you and not other people, people have got no real right to be offended because because you're not offended. So why should yeah. they be sort of thing? So why are you offended? I'm not offended, and I'm yeah. me. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, this joke. Yeah, it's about my life. Why are you being offended? I'm, I don't, I'm not offended, so why are you offended? Yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah, no, I get that. I get um, that. But yeah, so it, it started when I, when I was five. So, so my mum died, and, mm. and she'd been battling with cancer uh, for, for my whole life. Um, I I kind of I kind of never knew my mum without that going on. Right. Um, which my mum is my hero. Because the the story of her kind of being told that she had a terminal diagnosis and then she basically said, fuck that. No, I haven't. I'm going to live and battle on until I see my son, me, yeah. <laughs> uh, until I see my son start primary school. Oh, wow. Um, and she, she battled and battled and she struggled, uh, but she was there the first day that I, I started primary school. She, she she took me to primary school. Oh, wow. That, yeah, that must um, have been... That must have been quite special for, for you to see that sort of... And for her to see it happen. Yeah, at the time I was five, so I was like, yeah, mum's taking me to primary yeah. school. Um, but looking back on it, I'm like, you, ch- <laughs> you champ, you pog champ. <laughs> Can we get some poggers? it's a fog job <laughs> i she, yeah she's just such a aspiration to me mm. and, and the, the stuff she did and and the she she left both me and my sister and also my dad's boxes of um stuff to remember her by um she mm. she wrote me and my sister birthday cards up until the age of 21 oh wow so um, so that we'd we'd have something from her growing mm. up every year. So she she was just a, an enormously kind person and a very joyful person. And um, I, I wish I wish I knew her now because I think me and her would would get on mm. really well. Um, but growing up, losing someone that close to you so early. It, it, you don't recognise the effects that it has on other people, really, because yeah. because you're like you're five or or you're seven or you're mm. eight. You you may pick up on small things like oh, dad is sad, and yeah. it's like looking back, it's like yeah, I wonder why dad yeah. is sad. Who'd, have, who'd have thought? Sort of thing. You're like yeah, yeah, good one, Sherlock. Um, <laughs> but I think. It, it all kind of, I, I, it all hit home really because I because mm. I grew up in in primary, so I'd started primary school and it, it was well known that that mum had died. Teachers were informed yeah. about it, and so it was never questioned really. No one asked right. me where my mum was, um, 
because they all knew and it, it was just this this kind of unspoken mm. thing and then when I joined high school uh in year seven you're suddenly with a bunch of new people some mm. of who already know but you know you, you get onto the conversation of parents and stuff and then I have to start saying oh but my mum died mm. and around at the end of year seven it kind of all clicked for me right oh my god my mum died Mm. my mum's dead and it it wasn't like I was telling other people it was like I was telling myself yeah I guess it's an age thing isn't it you up to that point you'd you'd know nothing different and no one had brought it up at your school so you thought that it not normal because obviously that's it's not a normal thing but to you like that's just how it is no one ever questioned it but yeah when people you know, start saying yeah. sort of my mum's doing this my mum's doing that and you're like oh yeah I, yeah that must have been that must have been like again this is going to sound like a really wanked up but like not not an awakening but sort of like a oh like a, a a realization thing yeah it was um growing up because i can't really remember my mum i've got like one or hmm. two brief memories of her um yeah i was going to say so... that because i i don't remember a lot sort of from when I was that sort of age. So I was going to ask what, yeah, what, what sort of memories you have, if any. I, I have, I think, two authentic ones. Oh, okay. Um, and one of them was, uh, is when she was in the hospice, like the day before she died. Right. Okay. So, so I have, I have one mem- like good memory. Of what's her. that? What's the, what's the good memory? Um, she, uh, it was, she came round, I I was around my grandparents and she came round and they gave her a, uh, like a stuffed toy dog. Mm. Um, and, and I remember just her being really happy seeing the stuffed toy dog. Uh, I have, I have that dog now. Oh, okay. That's cool. Um, Yeah. So I think that's one of the reasons why I remember it so well mm. is because I, I had that kind of reminder. Of you always that. have something that you can anchor that memory to in yeah. a physical form, which, yeah, I think, well, yeah, I think that's when, like, when people look at, like, a Pokemon card collection, they're like, yeah, I, I anchor that sort of memories in my childhood. Yeah. And who'd have thought Lego when I, <laughs> certain Lego sets or, or, like, many things I look at and I, yeah, I can anchor it to a specific memory yeah, in my yeah. childhood. Um, so... Yeah, so because I didn't have that memory, many memories of her, it was almost like I wasn't mourning her because she mm. was, she was there, but you don't remember much from when you're, you're one till the age of five. Yeah. So in my memory, she wasn't there. And then I started mourning her during high school in a, in a period where you're going through puberty, you've got yeah. a lot of emotional changes going on. Um and that was just a really just awful time. High school was terrible for me mm-hmm. um, because on the inside I was just breaking. Um, I had I had battles with um, self harm, and um, I I didn't recognise I didn't know what the word depression was, mm. um, and it was just yeah it was just just so shit. Um, and I think that's the only real word for it. Yeah. Um, and it was just, it was so horrible because I couldn't, 
I couldn't really talk to people what was going on because I didn't really know it in myself. Mm. Um, During high school, I also, I lost quite a few friends. I had um, just social, quite quite a lot of social issues. I went from Mm. uh, being in high school to as in in primary school, I was in like the popular group um, back when that sort of stuff mattered. Um, and in high school, I basically got kicked out of that popular group. Right. Okay. <laughs> because I wasn't cool enough. <laughs> um, but like in in my head, I'd just lost like a whole social group. Yeah. Um, and so it was there was a lot going on that was just crap um and it led it all led up to um i think i'm trying i think it was sixth form i'm pretty sure it was sixth form um so i still had those issues kind of going on um during gcse though Mm. they weren't as extreme um but in sixth form i had a just a, a breakdown before one of my shifts at work um, I was in a in a shitty bar job that I just hated, mm. um, and I, I just before um, the shift started, uh, before I had to leave the house, I was just sitting on the toilet, and I just I I just felt so weak, and I thought I just can't do it, mm. just can't can't do it, um, and that was the first time that I think my family saw how kind of outward like outwardly how how bad I'd, I'd gone yeah. I think um, that sorry just quickly I want to go back to something you yeah. said you said you said sort of not knowing what the word like what the word depression sort of meant and I I can agree with that where I was like it, in my head it was like oh depression is is you're sad but it, it's, yeah. it is yes and no because it's also your like just a sense of like emptiness and yeah it's yeah, because that, that really, yeah, you mentioned that. And I thought, yeah, I, I felt exactly the same until I suffered with it. I was like, it was just, it's just you're sad, isn't it? But yeah, yeah it's, it's not. It's just a sense of like emptiness and like, like just being completely out of control of like anything going on in, in your life. Yeah, it was, it, it's not, I, I'd say for, for people who don't really understand, it's not necessarily that you're always sad. It's just, nothing really makes you fully happy Mm. um you can kind of like try and cover it up and and you can enjoy doing things but at the end of the day you'll still feel that kind of just empty just yeah um so yeah so my, my family saw for the first time how bad it had got and from that um i was quite fortunate with the industry that my my stepmom uh, works in, she's she's a psychiatrist. Oh, okay. So she's uh, very good with mental health mm. and has has good links in that field as well. So I was I was quite lucky with being able to get a therapist. Mm. Um, I was on uh, antidepressants up until first year of uni. Um, and I kind of, I felt a little bit better through that, Mm. um, (laughs) during, just before my A-level exams, my grandma, who was my dad's mum, 
um, who was almost like our fill-in mum. Yeah. She, she'd always look after us. She'd always look after my dad. Mm. She, again, was a hero. Um, she died of cancer. Oh, no. In, in no. the same... Um, and, and she died in the same hospice that my mum Oh, okay. And going to visit her the day before she died, it was like stepping into like I was five again and seeing mm. the corridors and it was it was that was horrible mm. that was really hard um and again I, I my whole family is still uh is is mourning that loss because she was such a, a big presence in the family mm. um so that was crap <laughs> um but I got I got through it and um, I I kind of battled on and, and went to uni, and then I had made uh, major financial issues uh, right. first year of uni. Um, here's a t- hot tip: don't spend all your money. Uh, <laughs> Who, who'd have thought? <laughs> I I was in the position in in beginning the second semester of first year where I couldn't pay my rent. Where I was, where I was looking at the possibility of leaving uni uh, and dropping out, Um, I got to the point where I couldn't afford my antidepressants. Oh, right, okay. And I, I, I stopped taking them, um, Mm. which was bad. (laughs) Yeah. Um. And luck again. Luckily, somehow I managed to financially pull myself through um, and and get myself to a comfortable position um but but that was horrible and then i i am i'm i'm briefing over this because i I could go a lot more into specific things but Mm. i'll just give you like the the short summary um then um i i didn't really like i was quite lucky when i when i went off my antidepressants i wasn't I was kind of approaching a place where I could go off them. Right. Okay. Um, I'd finished therapy. Um, I was semi enjoying life again. Hmm. Um, and then third year, this well, no, not uh, lockdown hit first lockdown. Right. Okay. Um, and I made the choice to rather than go home, I would stay in my uni house. Um, over lockdown but all my housemates went back home oh so, so so you were just on your own in yeah in the flat um i didn't i didn't mind that at all uh, it meant that i was here when work started again so i could mm. just work um i also got to spend the summer sitting on my ass in the heat playing um on my playstation grinding out apex it was it was like my 13 year old self's dream yeah. was <laughs> uh, I was on furlough so it was almost like I was being paid to oh, sit on my ass <laughs> um, <laughs> but then I started to have a re-emergence of a problem that I'd had throughout my whole life um, which is death anxiety right okay um, it's something that if people uh, know happy hour yes i was gonna mention that yeah so zerka talked about his death anxiety um 
and kind of like the, the battles he's had with that. Mm. And I remember listening to it and I was completely shocked because everything he said, I have. So I, is it I, just, is it similar to, I know Jack, um, Jack mate obviously himself has um, like a health anxiety where yeah. he will not go to the doctors if he finds like something, something wrong of, of a fear that he'll be told it's this yeah. or, or it's that. Is that, is that similar to what you have then? Is it like a, or, um, or is it more you're just scared of, of death as it, as a whole? So um, it's, in principle, it's a little bit like Jack's, I guess, um, the actual anxiety side. Not, I'm, I'm comfortable going to the doctors if I right. spot something wrong. I'm, I'm happy with, with, with going there. It's more, um, it started, I'd be in the shower and my mind would flip to um, what, what happens when we die, what Mm. is is everything just going to end and then it it, it flitted to the thought of kind of like the endless nothingness right um saying that when you're when you're 20 21 you sh you shouldn't be thinking about that stuff you've got your whole life ahead of you yeah um and it would just it would cripple me i'd have just the worst panic attacks um i'd like as Zerka was saying, it, it would hit you so hard that you you wouldn't be able to stand. I'd be in the shower and mm. I'd be I'd be like almost curled up on a in a ball on the floor, right. just kind of outwardly saying like no 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 like make it stop. Mm. And um, and it it was horrible. And I thought I'd I'd get through it on my own. And over the course of two weeks, it started getting more and more frequent. I was. I, I couldn't sleep. I was going to sleep at around six in the morning. Mm. Um, it, it ruined my sleeping schedule. And it was just the, the worst thing. And I, it got to the point where I was like, I, I, I put a, a Facebook post about it just because I couldn't be asked to, to message individual people mm. and be like, I'm struggling. So I thought I'd just put it out because it also... I was still in that mentality of if I speak about it, other people who are feeling the same thing might, uh, yeah. might feel more comfortable speaking about it as well. And from that, I, I went back into therapy. I, I saw the same therapist who I saw last time mm. uh, and kind of uh, through course of therapy got through that again. And then earlier this year, um, it came back. Oh, okay. And, and it came back in uh it worse and i again couldn't shower i could sleep this time but it was it wasn't hitting me when i was showering or, or sleeping it was hitting me all the time mm. every, every time i wasn't doing something that question would pop up um which led to me actually starting watching twitch right okay it, it built up the, the spare time um but yeah, I, I was I was a mess. I can I couldn't walk to the shops because mm. it walking back from the shops, I, I'd I'd just get these thoughts that would just cripple me, and it led to one night having uh, a breakdown where I I rang my grandma in tears. Mm. Then uh, from that, I had to ring Samaritans. Um, right. Okay. So this got sort of this was a this was really bad. Then this. Was this the worst? Because from what I mean, what I've heard, this this was the worst 
Yeah. You suffered with this? It, I wasn't... <laughs> this is the lucky thing about death anxiety. It never makes you suicidal because right. that's the one thing you're terrified of is, is I, dying. I, I suppose, yeah. You, that's what you're trying to avoid, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but it, it, it just got to the point where I couldn't do anything mm. without... I, I couldn't go a day without it appearing. And it, it was just making me ill and it was so horrible um from that night which is i'd say one of the worst nights of my life mm-hmm. um i then got therapy again another course of therapy with my therapist who is is just one of the greatest men i know mm. um and i did something that i didn't think I do, which was I started medication again, okay. and I'm, I'm, I'm almost proud to say that I'm, I'm still on medication and and will be, uh, for the long term future mm. because we recognise that this problem is, is something that just won't go away through through therapy and and is is something that will kind of come back, um. And I've spoken with doctors and my therapist, and, and we've agreed that, that meds um, is the best way forward. And I, I now feel just so happy, like mm. a, a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders because I don't, I, I can shower, I can, I can, I can live my life mm. without having these horrible panic attacks. And I know that, I know that. It, it would take a lot to kind of trigger that panic attack a lot. And so I'm, if, if I can ever say, if I can learn any lesson and, and preach anything mm. from, from my uh, life experience of battling with, with different mental illnesses, I'd say that reaching out and getting help is, is the best thing you can do. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And I think talking. I think that that help can be in like so many different like forms like get, getting help or like seeking help doesn't necessarily even have to be um sort of going to the doctors if because I know a lot of people are uncomfortable going to the doctors and doing yeah. it that way there and it's it, it's little things like I've spoken on my channel I did a video um about two three months ago now um mm-hmm. just about my mental health in general and I sort of said that was the whole reason I started this whole YouTube and now twitch thing was just as a like almost like a coping mechanism and a way to sort of distract myself from from life and that is a form of help like yeah coming on here and thinking because i'm one thing you said really resonated with me where you said you it was when you weren't doing something that those thoughts would happen and i found yeah. that a lot with my uh, mental health was it was when i wasn't doing something that my mind would just wander and that yeah and that's and this has helped like you say watching twitch for me streaming on twitch has helped because i'm then there talking to people in the chat and i'm playing games even on like calls with you and momby and and room people like that and it yeah it's really there is something for everyone that will help you whether it's going to the doctors therapy a hobby that you love doing or yeah or just starting something completely new yeah there's there's a lot of forms of help that you can get and i think it's just about finding the one that works best for you yeah i think there there are the, the most important things to do is finding finding your coping mechanisms and safe spaces mm. 
because if if someone is suffering from an anxiety or a or a depression or, or something similar if you're in a place that you find is really triggering you the best thing you can do is get out of that situation mm. because at that point you need to be utterly selfish and, and look after yourself yeah um and and don't it, it's good to like when you're kind of rebuilding normality it's yeah. good to to do that in steps but don't don't be impatient with yourself because it, mm. it'll only do yourself damage and but the most sorry. Oh, sorry no no go on. i'd say the most important thing is building up a support network that mm. be friends um family therapy therapy is a really tricky one because it depends on the therapist you get people you mm. really get on with i'm quite lucky that the first person i saw I got on with mm. um but at the same time you can get people who <laughs> are shit yeah uh, and and therapy is a long process of, of finding the right person for you and when you yeah. find that right person they're really helpful um but it is i i'd say about building that support network and and kind of knowing your limits and, and looking after yourself yeah and the other thing i i wanted to mention with sort of how I've coped. So I'm hoping this this podcast can also be, um, if anyone's struggling who who watch who watches this, they can watch it and get ideas and get sort of what's helped us. And I'll link um, sort of mental health charities and things in the description. So if anyone wants to go and check sort of those places out for help, they can. Um, something yeah. that really helped for me was I completely changed my room because obviously a change of scenery is like the the, the best thing for for people if you're struggling. But obviously, I couldn't do that because we were in lockdown. So I just completely redecorated my room, painted it differently, got a new bed, new everything, just completely changed it. Because again, you were so, we were talking we were talking like earlier in the podcast about anchoring memories to certain objects. I yeah. think you anchor like feelings and memories to where what like to your surroundings. So every time I like in the spot my bed was and look at the color that my walls were and things like that, it would spark things and thoughts so that since i've changed it it's like yeah it's there's now different like every time i walk in here straight away my mind goes youtube twitch uh like mm -hmm. drunk calls with with with, <laughs> with mates and things like that and yeah so i think that's another thing that you can definitely do is just have like a, a shift around in your room or wherever you are and yeah. just try and change things around even if it's like moving your bed like you don't have to go and redecorate your whole room even just moving the furniture around in, in your room if you can is something that i think would help a lot yeah just just small things um yeah i, I can i completely agree and also um a messy room if you can yes. just like clean up your room it, it makes so much difference i think and it's very therapeutic i think cleaning like a room and then seeing it i did it literally just this one just before the podcast i had a bit of a tidy up and it, it does it just it makes you feel better about yourself if you're in a room yeah. where it's all clear and you can sort of do not uh, do what you want's not the right thing but you that it's all clean for you to then like sit and, and do stuff yeah it's it's, it's it's almost like um emptying a recycling bin in a yeah on, on your computer it just frees up kind of stuff it it, it kind of makes things a little clearer i guess yeah and i think it's quite sort of well known that a lot of people who suffer with depression 
tend to have messier rooms because they're like yeah. I, I don't feel like there's any point in tidying up because like I, I don't feel like I don't feel up to it but yeah it definitely yeah. once you make the first step I think then you're sort of into it you're like yeah I want to get this room looking as nice yeah. as it can just yeah but I think the analogy there of the recycling bin on a computer is really good actually you empty yeah, that and it's like you. your your computer just goes oh, thank god for that it's like a, that is a load off now I, I can yeah I can I can stop running at such a high like intensity and I can just chill which yeah I think I think that's a good good analogy well done Will. well done Will what, thank what, you Pog is great <laughs> <laughs> the only podcast in oh. the world that talks about mental health and ends <laughs> it with hoggers. It, it would, uh, but actually, that's another thing that can help is because a lot of people think there's a, a taboo around talking about it. Yeah, but people suffer with it. I think it needs to be normalised talking about it. And even how we've talked about it here, with we sort of there's been jokes in the middle of it, and like that. I think that yeah, it makes it easier to talk about now because now I feel like. I can ask questions and it's not going to be as as awkward because we've had that sort of initial chat and it's <laughs> ended it with Poggers, which can yeah. I just say, we use that 100% ironically. That that word as a whole actually makes me want to vomit. Okay, I just want to put that it's, out there. It's a horrible it, word. We use it so much ironically that it's worryingly becoming unironic now but it, it you've got to say it in the in the ironic heaven you can't say oh, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. just say it's poggers that's like if you yeah, say that is poggers you've got us you've got to be clear that it is very ironic and it's a vile word yeah honest, it's I awful it's a horrible word i don't know who came up with it but it's, yeah. it's generally one of the worst words although She's we were we twitch. replaced it with wowsers didn't we which is infinitely yeah. better than poggers wow uh, yeah Oh dear. Um, so, yeah. So we thought that was something that was sort of a, a big thing I had on here was just mental health, was just a note I had because I know we both um, suffered with that. But there are there are a couple more things that I know you've mentioned. Whether it was um, when we were we've been in like Discord calls before, or even in in the in the Twitch in the Twitch chat. So yeah. you've spoken a bit about near death experiences at points with us in the. Um, like in the calls and in the chat. I don't know yeah. if that's something you want to... I can always cut this out if it's not something you're comfortable with talking about. I don't mind. Oh, no. Either um, way. It's, it's really odd um, talking... Not talking about it, but like being like, oh, yeah, I nearly died. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck, I nearly died. <laughs> yeah, and because I was very conscious about bringing it up when you when you said about the, the death anxiety. I was like, oh, maybe get okay. rid of that note. <laughs> this is the weird thing, okay? Um, I'll, I'll talk about, I'll, I'll go into the story because it's, mm. it's a decent story. But when I was faced with the prospect of dying, mm. I was at peace. I was, I was, right. it was a weird thing of, I can't help, like, I have no say in this situation now. Yeah. I, I am at the mercy of events. Mm. And I just kind of closed my eyes and, and your life literally flashes before your eyes. That's um, really strange. That... You, yeah, you just you think of like almost everything that's happened to you. Yeah. And it, it was this weird feeling of like, oh, okay, if, if I die, I die. And, and wow. that's kind of, that, that's, that's the way it goes. Now. Yeah, because a lot um, of people say that, oh, dying is like really peaceful. And it's like, you, it's once you accept it that it's like, it's I happening. can imagine 
I can imagine being burnt alive would be horrible. I think some some I mean, it wouldn't, more Yeah, I can't imagine that'd be great. Apparently, drowning is, is yeah. That uh, was what which, I was going to bring up. A lot of people, yeah. like, once you accept that you're going to drown, apparently, you, yeah. Apparently, it's quite, sort it's of quite relax, a... and it's, which is strange. Because yeah. in yeah. my head, one of my like the works, I, I think about this a lot. Is like, what would be the worst way to die? For me, being trapped under ice is like that. That to me, like, that is the worst way to die. Yeah, like you could easily get out. It's like life ice, is teasing you. Yeah, it's like, hey, look, you could easily come up and breathe, but guess what? There's a foot of ice in the way, so you can't. And it's like, that is horrifying. I think the worst way to die is um, dying whilst watching Fraser Oliver's uh, Twitch channel. I think well, that would be... We never get to see the end of the stream. Yeah, you just your final moments would just be misery. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> So to, to go in, in the story of, of how I how I nearly died, mm. um, and it could be over exaggerating because I I don't have any like kind of third person kind of view okay. of this. I just have my own uh, mm. view of it. Um, it was a simple case of we were it was me and my grandparents. My grandpa was driving. I was in the passenger seat. My grandma was in the back. Right. Um. And our dogs were in the boot. Okay. Uh, we were driving along uh, through Stoke after being on holiday in Wales. Driving back along a, a, a kind of a, a busy A road um, back home. And suddenly, weirdly, I felt uneasy about driving okay. that, whole, that whole journey. I just felt right. something was going to happen. 